Hey, hey, everybody. This is JoLynn Bright, also known as JLB in the house. And we want to welcome you to Studio 2501 podcast, conversations about mental health and wellness. And we're so glad that if you're joining us just to hear our voices or you're joining us to see our faces and hear our voices, just thanks for choosing to be with us today. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, Hoydale. We love them and we appreciate them coming alongside of us. And then also our generous community partners and um, friends of HopeNet. Thank you for um, sponsoring this time together. And we're excited for today because on today's episode, we have the Miss Erin Roth in the house, Miss Kansas teen. Hello. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yes. And I always, I usually thank our, our guests for saying yes, mm-hmm. you know, cause you could have said no. Yeah. And um, I, I'm just glad you did that. And they don't know, but it, it's, it's you, you know, it's nine o'clock in the morning. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> teens do get up. Yeah, you know, we get up the, a little late. <laughs> in, in, but in the summer, in the yeah. summer we're, we're really glad about that. And we, we want to really kind of highlight today, um, Aaron specifically chosen for this time because um, the month of July is Minority Mental Health Month. And we're, we're going to invite Erin to like you, you to share your story, to talk about that and your platform. And I'm so glad that you picked mental health. But I'll let you tell all of that. Yeah. But we just want to just shout out to that and say we're being intentional about having you on right now. So are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about Aaron. Like, you know, I, we want to know everything. Like, where did you grow up? What is going on? Okay. 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 So I'm from Wichita, Kansas. Yes. Um, I was born here and I, I've lived here up until I was six. And then we moved to Houston, Texas for my dad's job when I was going into first grade. And then in Houston, we stayed there for about seven years until 2019. And then we came back to Wichita. And um, in Texas, I was able to kind of learn more about myself. You know, I was growing up. I, I'm, I'm just going to stop you on the whole Houston thing because I'm just, I, okay, that's all that's in my mind. People yeah. from Houston just love on me for a little bit right now. But when I think about how old you were when you went and when you mm-hmm. left, you were able to experience Houston traffic, right? Yes, it was crazy. <laughs> and the difference from coming going to Houston and coming back to yes, Wichita, yes. it was crazy because we had to leave the house like, 30, 45 minutes early Mm. just to get places on time. Because I know my school, it was maybe about 15, 20 minutes from our house. We would have to leave 30, 45 minutes early just to be just to be on time, like close to on time. (laughs) (laughs) But I I, I almost had a panic attack driving. through, And this was a drive through, Mm -hmm. just driving through. But I'm I'm proud of your whole family for experiencing Houston. So yes, my mom, she was she had some trouble with the driving to at first. (laughs) Not calling out your mom. We can't can't call out your mom on the driving. Okay, in Houston. But we are back in Wichita. And that was in 20. 2019 that you guys came back yes okay and you said you were learning some things about yourself in Houston and yes I so I found my love for soccer I started playing Mm. club soccer when I was in Houston and I also kind of started getting into singing I when I was in seventh grade before I left I joined the choir Mm -hmm. and the music class so I kind of got into singing I did my first solo at a concert so that was fun and then I moved back and 
Um, I was in eighth grade then, and I okay. kind of started to get to explore that more. I started doing voice lessons with my amazing voice teacher, Miss Winters, who's still my voice teacher to this okay, day. Okay, shout out. Shout, you can wave. Yes, shout out Miss Winters <laughs> if you're watching this. <laughs> she's so awesome, okay. and she's helped me so much. And then when I was a freshman, I started getting into musicals. I did The Wizard of Oz. Oh, yay. Yes, and I got cast as Dorothy, which was so exciting because <laughs> – I really thought I was going to be in the ensemble or something. Like, I thought I was going to be in the background. Oh, and wow. then to be cast as Dorothy was so crazy. And it was so much fun, especially as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was so young in my, like, pretty much first musical. So it was really fun. That's it. I have two questions around the, the, the Wizard of Oz in Dorothy. Yeah. Were the shoes red? Yes, they were. Well, the original shoes, I'm pretty sure, were silver. Oh, Very yeah, original yeah, yeah. shoes. Okay. But the ones I wore were red. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's... That's cool. I love that. And so is there, are there other singers in your family? I mean, where, where is that coming from? You see, I really don't know. My, my dad would like to say he's a good singer, (laughs) but my grandpa, um, he really would sing a lot. Him and his brothers, they had a, like they had a singing group and Mm -hmm. they would kind of sing a little bit. So I think I get it from him really. Okay. But like, you just cut your dad off. Yes, sorry, dad. He knows. (laughs) But let's just let him claim it, like, for a little while, okay? Is that fair? <laughs> Maybe for a little that. bit. <laughs> <laughs> just for a little while. So but that's kind of interesting that, like, you just kind of happened into that, like, ooh, I found this. Yes. And I'm glad that what you said, you said, kind of when I was in Houston, I kind of discovered some things mm-hmm. about myself. That's really cool. Yeah. And so um, I rem- I'm not from Wichita, but I remember when I came to move to Wichita, mm-hmm. I remember – seeing your dad like maybe on tv or something yeah. like that like i don't know it was like visit wichita yes, or something like my that dad, he used to work at visit wichita he's not the chamber yes of Commerce. yes and so the thing is that you leaving and coming back so it's there must be some draw for your family to yes. be here um at this time in history yes. so from 2019 until now what what's been happening with aaron so kind of where I left off with musicals. Okay. So I've been doing the musical every year, my freshman, um, sophomore, junior year. Sophomore year, it was Legally Blonde. And then um, junior year, it was Grease, and I played Rizzo. So that okay. was just last year. Okay. And I've done a lot of stuff with Music Theater Wichita as well. So I was in their live holiday show, mm. which was in December of 2022, so not too long ago. And that was so much fun. I got to work with um, ensemble members and okay. professionals, so that was really awesome. And I was one of the seven teens who were picked for that, so that was pretty cool. And then yeah. this summer, I'm going to be in their um, the Rising Stars Youth Ensemble, okay. which is very fun. And they asked me to be a performing intern for Ragtime Ooh. in August. So that's super exciting. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> it's, it's like you're just lighting up. Yes. About, is, that, is that a part, is the singing part that's something that is really causing, well, I guess, gives you a way of expressing, like, yes. this is who I am? Yes, exactly. And it... When we, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but with my community service initiative, I will completely get into that because you're right. You already got it. I know because you're 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 giving it away, so don't don't worry about that. Yeah. So I I see you have a sash. You have your yes. sash on for those of you that can't see, mm-hmm. but she does have her sash on. And my question, like um, when I first met you, a th- a, just one question that came to me is, what made Aaron? choose to participate in a pageant? Mm -hmm. 
So this is my my very most my recent adventure. My most recent <laughs> adventure. I was crowned Miss Kansas Teen March 18th, um, yeah. a few months ago, not that long yeah. ago. But it seems like it's been so long. <laughs> it's been so fun. But why I chose to do pageants was really mainly because my mom kind of introduced me to the Miss America organization. Okay. And we watched a couple of years ago. Um, I watched the national pageant. So I watched when. Um, Marcel LeBlanc was crowned, okay. so that was pretty cool. And then I watched my friend compete, and she competed at Miss Kansas Outstanding Teen. Okay. And when I was watching, I was just like, wow, I really <laughs> I really want to do that. But not only because of the performing aspect and being on the stage and mm-hmm. having the opportunity to be on a bigger stage, but the scholarship opportunities. So, okay. yes, yeah. the Miss America organization is a scholarship pageant, which is so cool because not a lot of pageants have that. And just by literally competing in the competition and walking across the stage, you can earn scholarship money. Mm-hmm. And yeah. by winning, I earned $6,500. So, wow. yeah. Congratulations. Plus, thank you. And plus, um, um, in-kind sponsorships, so schools that sponsor the pageant. And mm-hmm. also, I earned scholarship money from my um, awards that I gained. So, Great. yeah. <laughs> so, if there is a young woman, a young girl... That's even or a teen. Mm-hmm. What advice would this Aaron, that's the winner, <laughs> sitting here right now? What would you say if they're even thinking about like, oh, I don't know, I'm scared. I think about it, but I wonder if I could. What would you say to them? I would just encourage them to do it because it's so much fun. And okay. this was my first ever pageant ever, mm-hmm. and I learned so much about myself. I gained interview skills. I learned how to market myself. I learned speaking skills, and as well as that, I made really great friends throughout the week, and also, again, I earned scholarship money, which is so awesome because I, we know like college is expensive, yes, so yes. it's going to be so helpful, especially since I'm going to college next year. Well, we we know that Nike is not paying you, okay, mm-hmm. right now to say that, but, but I heard you just say, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> just If you're thinking about it, just go ahead and do it. Yes. Um, let's switch a little bit to mental health. And um, I know that that's your platform. What made you pick that? What What was the journey to, to that? Yes. So I've had my own mental health journey. I have anxiety and it's something that I've struggled with kind of for a while. And mm. especially um, in December of 2020, my anxiety got really, really bad. And I just realized it wasn't something I could you know, handle by myself. So I sought out therapist and I went through therapy for a few months. And it was just so really rewarding to mm. um, really work through my anxiety and to learn different techniques and ways that I can deal with it so that my anxiety doesn't affect me on a daily basis how it was before, you know, and there is still days where, you know, it will be bad, but there's also, there's so many more days where it's so much better. A lot of people are probably loving hearing that um, because there may be a 40 year old right now that's saying, I was feeling that when I was Aaron's age and I didn't tell anybody. I'm glad the Kleenex are here. I don't know that that <laughs> brought tears to my eyes a little bit. Yeah. But I maybe in, we didn't know how to name it or um, even tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I will I will just say because I'm going to ask you, so I want you to think about it. Because when you just told the story, it was like I felt this, thought about it, went and talked to somebody, and um, I know when we're even talking about minority mental health mm-hmm. that 
the stories that were either spoken or the words that were spoken or messages spoken or unspoken about going to get help. Yeah. Okay. And so the, the thing is, I want you to think about what was that like to say, I'm making a decision to go see an outside person, somebody outside of my family, outside of my circle, outside of my church, maybe. And I'm going to tell them that I'm wrestling with something that's hard. Yeah. So um, I know the messages I maybe they were unspoken, but I grew up in a smaller town and um, I didn't even know what a therapist was. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm a lot older than you, probably a lot older than your parents. And um, I just thought what we were supposed to do was to only tell people at my house in my house or to tell the pastor. Yeah. Okay. You don't tell anybody else if you're, you have struggles. So what now, I mean, I mean you're a lot younger than me in, in a new day. Did you hear any of those same messages or were, were you given some liberty and freedom and saying, let's go find someone that can help? Tell me what that looked like for you. Yes. So it can be scary. And it was scary even for me, even though like I know my parents were so like, they're like, okay, well, we're going to do this. We'll go see a doctor, you know, get a recommendation from a therapist. Okay. But yeah. it can just be scary. Just ask. And I know for a while, like for a couple, for a few weeks before I just kind of was trying to deal with it by myself, because mm -hmm. I'm the type of person who's like, okay, I'm going to do it by myself. I can like work through this. But, you know, it got to the point where I was just like, okay, I need to ask for help. And that moment is scary and it can be scary for so many people because especially with the stigma around mental health, which is what, you know, yeah. I'm working to help break. Mm -hmm. It can be so difficult to just say, you know, I think I need to get help. So it probably when they said, what is going to be your platform? Did it just come to you like right away? Like I, yes. I'm just, yeah, we have to break down this making it a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, it just came straight to me. And my um, my platform, my community service initiative is mental wellness. It starts with you and it encourages you to find an outlet that helps you stay mentally happy and healthy. And kind of how we touched on before, my outlet yeah. is singing, performing, yeah. listening to music. But an outlet can be really mm. anything, you know, going for a walk, reading books, watching a movie, really just anything that helps you stay mentally happy and healthy in those times where, you know, you get stressed and life can get very stressful sometimes. So it's good mm. to have something. That's good. And I, I hear you say, I went and got help. And it sounds like your person taught you some new skills, maybe some things you didn't know yes. before. What were some things that you found to be helpful? Mm -hmm. yeah, so one thing I've kind of struggled with is, being a perfectionist. So, and Ooh, thinking. -uh. Okay, Aaron, we should not be in this room together. We should not. Okay, we're going to be all right. <laughs> we may need a session after this with the two yeah. of us being together. So, perfectionism. Okay. Yes. And like stressing before events. And she, my therapist, mm. she talked with me, said, okay, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? And to go through those things before I go into the event, if I'm scared or if I'm feeling stressed yeah. about it. And that really helped me you know, work through different things. Cause I think, oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? And then I think, well, could that really happen? Probably not. So it's like, okay, well, why am I stressing about this mm -hmm. thing? You know, that I really can't control and that I really shouldn't be worrying so much about. The, the you know, HopeNet, we, we have therapists and um, I'm, I'm, 
been one of them for several years. And I think when uh, we look at a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety that comes through the door, comes into the house. And I try to tell people, if you really think about what really holds up anxiety is fear. Yeah. And those fears take on so many different faces. Yes. You know, like somebody's not going to like me or I'm going to mess up and not be mm. seen yes. as perfect or exactly. whatever. And so it's that getting to the root of what am I afraid of right now in this very moment? Yeah. So kudos to your helper, the person who you got to, to see. You said I went and I asked... I asked my parents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so we, we're not going to call them out or anything because apparently you got to help. Yes. But what did that, what helped you get over the fear to just ask and then, or to tell I'm struggling a little bit. Yes. And how did they respond? Again, I think it was really just, you know, realized for myself that mm -hmm. I couldn't handle it on my own. You know, Ooh, I okay. knew, I knew I needed help to work through it because it was something like, and I, I've had a kind of anxiety for a while, but it never been this bad. So mm -hmm. I just realized I needed to get some help to work through this. And not only did having therapy or going to therapy sessions help with my anxiety, but mm -hmm. also it helped in different aspects of my life as well. But just going to ask my, I asked my parents and they were like, okay, we're going to go to the doctor. Yeah, so I went to absolutely. my doctor, my mm -hmm. pediatrician, and then she recommended a therapist. And it is kind of a, difficult conversation because it's hard to ask. And I think especially in, um, again, with mental health today, mm -hmm. it can be so scary. And it was kind of scary for me. But thankfully, my parents, they were very, you know, accepting they were willing to take me to a doctor, take me to a therapist, because mm -hmm. I know sometimes parents aren't willing to do that. And, and, you know, we called your mom out on the traffic in Houston, called your dad out <laughs> on the singing, but kudos to them yeah. for, for listening to you and then saying, we're, we're going to address this. We want to walk this out with you. So I really appreciate you saying that. And I, and I think there's lots of parents that would do the exact same yes. if we would just tell if yeah. we would just say I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit but for those that can't maybe there's a teacher or maybe there's a, a close friend or a friend's parent or whatever that can help you talk to your parents yeah or whatever so hopefully that that's helpful to you all I, I remember something that you had the courage to say to us at HopeNet we were having a big event at Chicken and Pickle and um, you knew this was so courageous of you, Erin. You said, I have lots of appearances and lots and my schedule's really tight and I would love to, but I can't. And so we walked away from that saying, she is doing what she's learned to do. That she had the courage to say, I would love to, however, I'm not gonna be able to do that. And we really, really respected that. So talk a little bit about how you're setting boundaries and you know setting limits and how do you know when I'm venturing into a space that is not gonna be good? Yes, that comes with, for me, being self-aware. And sometimes, it may sound bad, but you have to put yourself first and your mental health first. So I'm such a busy person, especially now that I have the title. Yes. And for me, it just comes with, am I going to be able to do this? Or am I going to push, am I pushing myself too far with this? And mm -hmm. really balancing my time and making sure that I'm having time for myself as well. Because I'm a person, you know, I get tired. Everyone, everyone does. <laughs> you, you get tired. I get tired. I get, um, you know, stressed out sometimes. So I really just have to make sure. 
and I have to think to myself, am I doing okay? Mm-hmm. And if I do this, is it going to be too much? Am I pushing myself too far? Okay. And what kind of things, what kind of signs or signals come up for you? Is it um, weariness or I'm tired or, mm-hmm. or is it too, how many things it's this week or what's coming? Yes, definitely. When I get when I get tired, I'm extra tired. I'm like, okay, I need to take a break. And sometimes things can get when I feel I'm getting overwhelmed. That's mm-hmm. when I can kind of realize, okay, I think I need to take some time for myself, or maybe I need to, you know, not do this many things, or maybe just do two things this weekend and not do, you know, five yeah, or ten. Yeah, yeah, Be- like you want to because your your brain yes. wants to, but maybe you're you're you think you do. Yes, because but- I would love to do everything. Yes, <laughs> I yes. love doing the events, but sometimes you do have to think: Can I do this, and will it be good for myself and my mental health? And the thing is, I think the message that you even send right now at a young age is start doing that now. Don't wait until you're in a career and you're burnt like toast and you just know that that's just what I do. Yeah, I just keep on going, keep on going, keep on going and don't know how to say no. Yeah. Especially during your single years. That's all I'm going to Do I need therapy right now? (laughs) (laughs) I'm probably telling on myself, but I love that you got it. You're getting it right now. And Erin, you also said there's still some days. Yeah. that are hard. Yes. And how how do you ask for help then? Who do you go to? What what's your go-to when it's still hard now? When it's still hard for me now, I think I definitely just turn back to my therapist and the strategy she taught me. Okay. And that really finding an outlet is what she taught me. So for me now, it could just be meditating. That helps mm-hmm. me a lot. Mm-hmm. Or just listening to music. It helps me. Or sometimes I go for a run while listening to music. Yeah. And it just helps me to clear my head and, you know, get away from get away from the house and just get out and experience nature really helps me. Okay. I like being outside sometimes. So it just helps me clear my mind. Mm-hmm. But really just turning to different strategies has helped me. And if it ever gets too bad, sometimes I, I do go back to therapy. And okay. therapy is fun. I think sometimes I love talking to my therapist. <laughs> like, and just, hey, I need, to, I, need to, I need to check in. Yeah, yeah. I, love, I love talking to her just because therapy, you can really just talk about anything. And sometimes it mm-hmm. feels good to just get everything off your chest, especially to um, someone who's just willing to listen. Mm-hmm. I, as being a therapist... I think the most powerful thing that people, when they walk into the room, that they know is that you can't tell. Yeah. That confidentiality piece. Yes. That I'm going to tell them this. They're not going to judge me on that. They're going to try to help me, and they're not going to tell. Yeah. Not unless there's something that's life-threatening or something like yes. that. But that's that's the beauty of that. I know you're thinking about a proclamation day. Or yes. That, by the time this airs, probably like done. <laughs> yes. So on Tuesday, July 11th, okay. we're having a proclamation with the city council. Um, it's for... Uh, Minority Mental Health Awareness Day in Wichita. So July 11th will now be Minority Mental Health Awareness Day, and I'm super excited. I'm going to talk a little bit, and hopefully I can have some others speak too. It's going to be it's really exciting. Okay, that's good. What, what made you think to, to pursue that? Yes, so just knowing that July is Minority Mental Health Month mm-hmm. is so important because I feel among different minority groups, mental health is so big, mm-hmm. but it's not really recognized how important it is and how important it is to take care of it. And I feel mm-hmm. like there is especially stigma in minority groups around mental health. So it's really important to yeah. make people aware and show how important mental health is for every single person. What what did your friends think 
about, I mean, I don't know if you shared with your friends, but what, when you start saying, I, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit, if there were close friends, did you talk with them? Were you able to maybe even help to break down some stigma by even sharing with people of your age? Yes. So when I was like really in my struggle, I didn't really talk about it much with my friends. But after the fact, mm-hmm. I kind of talked about it with my friends a little bit and learned that they also were struggling with anxiety okay. and different stuff, too. So it was really interesting to see how like we don't really talk about it, mm-hmm. but it was just nice to have a conversation because yeah. it was such a normal conversation. And we talked about therapy and like different like being on medication and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it was just really interesting to talk about. It. And it was like. It, there was no stigma around it. So I think once we really start those conversations, we can learn so many different things and that really we can break down that stigma. Erin, if I would have seen you during that time, mm-hmm. what would I have seen? You probably would see me like exactly like you do right now. <laughs> and, and, and I wanted to know that because the thing is, like a lot of times we are still we're still doing the deal. We're still going. We're still playing soccer. We're still still singing. We're still hanging out with friends. But that's what other people see. But in inside, we we don't know. Yeah. So how um, how would you recognize it in a friend? I mean, have you ever seen a friend that didn't like all of a sudden they're like yay, and then they're not? Mm-hmm. And how do you approach that? How do you? I'm going to make you an expert right now. <laughs> Like, what would you do? Like, if you saw, start seeing somebody that's it's a little different or something's going on, what would you do? It's really just noticing, I think, the signs and paying mm-hmm. attention to your friends. And sometimes you may not be able to see it, but also just checking in on your friends. Like, are you doing okay? And okay. sometimes your friends may tell you, sometimes they may not. But sometimes I think it's really paying attention. And I've also noticed some things in my friends, too, when I really pay close attention. And I've asked, like, are you okay? Yeah. Are you doing yeah. okay? Because... You can really tell if you pay attention closely when someone's feeling stressed mm-hmm. or they're not doing their best. They're not 100%. That's good. And I, I'm looking across at you, and I see this young woman, and and I don't want you to make, make you the voice for everyone that's your age, but because there's people who are hearing you right now and just the things that you mentioned. I want, I want the 30-year-old, the 40-year-old, the 50-year-old, the 60-year-old to do the same thing with their friends. I want them to notice. I want them to check in Mm -hmm. on people, to not isolate. And I think um, talking right now, we've experienced a pandemic. And so a big thing was isolation. Yes. And so even right now, like getting back to that thing, if if a friend comes to your mind, a family member, check in on them and see how they're doing. Another good thing is, I don't know if this helps you, but I try not to ask yes and no questions, Mm -hmm. you know, or or, or, or where they can just say, how are you doing? What would you say? Good. Good. And and if we follow up with that, Erin, we say good as evidence by what? Like what's making it good? Yes. Okay. And, um, And the thing is, you probably know this too, because you want to help your friends is tell me the truth. Tell me really what's going yeah. on. Is it, is it, cause I'm just checking in on something. Yes. 
Yeah, it's always like, especially when you're a teenager, it's like, are you okay? They're like, yeah, I'm good. But it's like, really? Like, are you really good? (laughs) It's like, don't lie to me. (laughs) And the thing is, I tell people all the time, don't ask people how they're doing if you really don't want to know. Yeah. Or, you ready? You don't have time. Mm -hmm. If you know that you have two minutes to be somewhere, don't ask somebody, hi, how are you doing? And they start telling you. Yeah. And the whole time your eyeballs are getting bigger and you're saying, Okay. Yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> call me later. Yeah. I'll call you later. Yeah. 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 So I, I love how you're sharing your story, your platform, all of that. Um, is there anything else that you want to tell me or tell our audience that I have not asked you? I know that you still have another pageant. Yes, <laughs> I do have another in. pageant. Yeah. I will be competing in Miss America's Teen. So if you want to support me on my journey, you can donate mm. at misskansas.org as okay. well as just you could follow me on social media if you want at Miss America's Teen KS or Aaron and ICT. Okay, do it again. Wanna. Do that part again. Okay. If you want to follow you. So on Instagram and Facebook, it's Miss America's Teen KS. Mm-hmm. And also on Instagram, Aaron and ICT. And on Facebook, Aaron Rolf, more of my personal accounts. But okay. if you want to follow me, support me. Um, you can donate to me. I also will be raising money um, on my spot fund, which that money goes to the Miss Kansas organization and the Miss America okay. organization. Mm-hmm. So you can donate to me there also. I'm going to try to, I'm actually trying to fundraise the most for the Miss America Teen competition. So any donations will help small, like any small donation, anything yeah. really helps. Well, I want to say, it, it, if you haven't heard this a thousand times, that I'm so proud of you. Thank Just you. really proud of you. Thank you for, and, and coming from HopeNet, like mental health platform, we're like, yes, Erin, you're one of the new champions yeah. that will champion breaking down the stigma. So we really appreciate that. Before we sign out, I want you to tell people, what does it look like? five years from now what is Aaron, where's Erin going what what road is she on what is she hoping for yes so I'm going to be a rising senior this year so I'm looking at colleges right now and I'm right now my top colleges I'm looking at are New York University okay. and Syracuse University and I'm hoping to double major in musical theater and okay. something on the pre-law track I haven't mm. decided yet so just do um, it all right yeah I want to I want to do it all okay yeah <laughs> and so hopefully I will you know, attend one of those colleges or maybe my mind will probably might change. So yeah. wherever I go to college, but I do major in those things and then graduate. And I don't know, maybe be on the stage or in the courtroom mm. or both. I really, I really don't know, but I'll see wherever life takes me. That's powerful, Erin. And, and we just wish you the best on all of that. Thank you. I want you to have some final words about just offering hope Yes. <laughs> um, in regards to life and whatever you want to say. Um, to our audience right now? So some words of hope that I'd probably offer, especially for those who are struggling with their mental health, is that I know this may sound cliche, but things always do get better and there always is a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. And I know people say that and some people may think, oh, like whatever, like that's not true, but it really is true. When you are in your darkest points, you really just have to keep going because things do always get better. And Also, you have to understand that, you know, things that are meant for you will not pass you by. That's one of the biggest things that I have to remember. And that may not always pertain to my mental health, but just everything in life. You really Mm -hmm. have to understand that if you don't get something, then it was not meant for you at that time. And it's really, personally, I'm a believer in God. So I always think it's God's Mm -hmm. timing and not mine. Mm. I'm just sitting here. I want to drop the mic or something on that. But I, 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 I receive 
all of that. And um, I'm, I'm just going to say to whoever's listening that whatever Aaron has just said that spoke to you, grab a hold of it. And then remember what she said too. just do it. If you're thinking about taking on something new, um, if you want help or need help, ask um, if you're that person that really, really loves people and the people close to you notice, yeah, you know, what's going on with people. And I think a really big thing you said is become self-aware. Yes. What's going on with me? Yes. And to be honest with yourself, not just with others, but a call first to be honest with, with yourself. Yeah. So, man, I think you just knocked this out of the park, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Yes. Thanks for being here. And we want to once again, just thank you for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, um, Hoydale, and also our generous community partners and our the friends of HopeNet. So if you need anything further too, to reach out to HopeNet, 316-684-4673, which is HOPE. It spells out HOPE. So we just bless you and we sign out. This is JLB in the house saying bye. Say bye, Erin. Like, bye. bye. <laughs>